Today's episode is brought to you by Create Engage, the digital marketing agency for the disruptive management consultancy. Digital marketing has moved forwards, but most consulting firms haven't. Many consulting firms still see their corporate blog as their sole digital marketing channel and find themselves frustrated when these blogs yield little, if any, results. For those consultancies that understand digital marketing, though, it can be a huge asset and help them achieve rapid business growth. In fact, at Create Engage, we've recently written a case study of one successful consulting firm that used digital marketing to help them grow over 400% in just three years. Having spent countless hours researching consulting firms and consulting leaders for this podcast, it became very clear that while some firms do digital marketing well, the vast majority of consulting firms struggle to leverage its power and don't know where to start. To help those of you who want to harness the power of digital marketing to grow your consulting business, but don't have the knowledge, capacity, or in-house capability to do so, I launched Create Engage, the first digital marketing agency for the management consulting industry. As former consultants ourselves, we understand the challenges that you face when it comes to delivering effective digital marketing that engages prospective clients and generates leads. Having worked in the industry, we understand consulting buyers, what resonates with them and what doesn't. This enables us to harness the latest in digital marketing in a way that aligns with your brand and your market positioning to attract the prospective clients that you're looking to target. We understand that each consultancy is unique and have a range of services to help you shape, implement and sustain effective digital marketing strategies that deliver results, regardless of where you are on your digital marketing journey. If you would like to find out more about how Create Engage can help you use digital marketing to take your business to the next level, then send me an email at nick at createengage.co.uk or go to our website, createengage.co.uk, where you can download that free case study that breaks down the digital marketing strategies used by one successful consulting firm to help them grow over 400% in just three years and gives you the secrets they used so that you can apply them in your own firm. If you want to outpace your competitors and stand out in the crowded consulting market, then get in touch. We'd love to help you grow your business through digital marketing. Hi, and welcome to Climbing Consulting. Today's episode is a bonus episode and is intended to help you with your marketing during the current COVID-19 lockdown. We've been running a number of webinars over the last few weeks, all about how you can and should be using marketing right now and have received some great feedback on them from those that have attended. As not everyone who listens to this show is able to join these sessions, I wanted to share the recording of one of the recent webinars that I ran, where I give you the exact marketing strategy framework that we use with our clients, and share the tools and tactics that you should be using right now to effectively market to your target clients and fill your BD hopper back up for when the current lockdown ends. This webinar is packed full of helpful insights and advice. And if you want more detail on anything that I discuss in this episode, then you can find it in our new ebook that we've just released, which is on exactly the same topic and dives into all of these areas just to that next level. So that if there's something in this show that you like the sound of or you're interested about, if you go get the ebook, you can read about it. It's got all of the details, it's got everything you need, it's got the framework there for you to use. If you want to get your copy, go to createengage.co.uk forward slash COVID-19, fill out your details, and it'll be sent straight to you. 
I'll also put a link to that in the show notes. So if you're listening to this on the move, maybe you're doing your daily exercise, if you're listening in the UK and you haven't had a chance to write that down, it's in the show notes for you too. Now, as this is a webinar or was a webinar, there is a little bit of preamble as people join the call, as we make sure everyone's ready, as I check that everyone can hear me, but please stick with it. After a short intro, we dive straight into the detail and cover everything you need to be thinking about right now to help your consulting firm through this current crisis. So without further ado, please sit back, relax and enjoy today's episode of Climbing Consulting. So as I say, thank you for making the time. I appreciate that right now is a really difficult time. I hope that you, your families, your colleagues, your clients, I hope everyone's okay and as unaffected as you can be. It's real uncharted territory. We're seeing it. Our clients are seeing it. And hopefully today will help you really take control of what you can because obviously the lockdown in terms of clients booting you off site, in terms of people working from home, is going to cause a lot of challenges and changes in terms of how you market, how you do BD. And again, for those who have joined sort of over the last minute, We've got a mix of people on this call. We've got everyone from individual consultants, independents, through to marketing managers and partners, big UTech UK and big global consultancies. So the first thing to say is that everything we talk about today is going to be useful for all of you. And I'll do my best to level it for the different size of firms. It's also worth saying that we've got some people from different industries on the call today. Uh, and again, I'll do my best to explain it in a context that will work for you. Everything here will work for you. Having looked through the attendee list, it's all services, all B2B. It's what we specialize in and that's what we're going to be talking about. So little point of order. Um, I will do questions at the end, but if you have questions, please feel free to throw them into the chat as we go. In the bottom corner of the webinar, you'll see two icons. You'll see a little green writer message and a little gray question mark. If you want to ask a question, use the gray. As you're probably seeing yourself, the chat window moves incredibly quickly. So if you don't mark it as a question, I won't see it to come back to, and we're going to lose it. So let's dive in. What we're going to cover today, going to keep it really quick. As I say, keep it really free-flowing, keen to answer questions as we go and leave time at the end. Also conscious it's Friday and that Boris's daily update will be at 5 p.m. So we'll make sure that we're done by then. So first and foremost, for people who don't know me, who don't know my team, don't know what we do, going to tell you a bit about who we are, why we're holding this webinar. We're then going to come on to actually why you need to be focusing on marketing right now. And then we're going to move on to our digital marketing framework. Now, this is something that we regularly work with clients on. We regularly sell workshops using this for thousands of pounds to our clients, and we're giving it to you today for free. It's also worth saying that I'll be sharing the framework with you after the webinar so you can start using it straight away. Once we've gone through that framework, we're going to look at how you can actually put those things in practice. You know, one of the things we need to look at right now is how we can market quickly and effectively. And that's what I'm going to help you with on today's webinar. We'll then look at some common objections. And again, these are for you if you're an independent, but they're also useful for you as a firm or as a marketing manager, because you'll probably have heard some of these. And then lastly, we'll open it up to the floor and we'll go through some questions. If you've got a lot of questions, we'll stay longer. If you've got a few questions, we will stay less time. Ash, to your question, firstly, great work on using the question feature. Yes, I'll send it to all of you via email. So who are we? What do we do? Well, Create Engage, we are a specialist digital marketing agency for the consulting industry. We work 
primarily with management consultancies, but broadly professional services firms at large. We have clients in law, we have clients in recruitment, we're just about to take on clients in accounting. So we work across that spectrum. The key thing for us is that we focus on digital marketing and, and that's really our background. So for those of you who know me, you know I run a podcast called Climate Consulting. It's one of the leading podcasts in the consulting industry. For those who don't, I'll put a link to it in the email I send out. But that's just me. My team are all experts in B2B, all experts in services, have either been heads of marketing or senior agency marketing managers. So they really understand this space. We understand what you do. And it's something that we hear so many clients say time and time again that they struggle with agencies because they don't quite get consulting because it is, it's a unique offer. Services are very different from say products. And that's something we get. We also know that you've got budget restrictions. And actually one of the key things I want to talk about today and we'll come on to later is how you can do a lot of the things we're going to talk about very cheaply. And by very cheaply, I largely mean free. It takes your time, but there's a lot you can be doing very cost effectively. And then also reusing, repurposing to make that any expense that you do spend on marketing go even further. And the last thing or the last two things is firstly, we actually do what we tell our clients to do. We are here doing a webinar. We've just come off a webinar that we were running for one of our other clients. We know these tools and we know they work because we use them ourselves. You know, all of the clients that you can see on that uh, on the slide in front of you, probably with the exception of just one of them, have come from our digital marketing. So these aren't people that I know. These aren't people that our, our team has known. It's not simply that we had a great network. We got them to be our clients and now we have clients. All but one of the firms on that slide has come from our digital marketing. And the last piece is, is what we do delivers. The, the webinar we just hosted for one of our clients had 90 people signed up for it. That started as an idea at the start of the week. We've delivered campaigns that have delivered return on investment for our clients. We've helped clients grow their brand, grow their followings, grow their reach. So all of the things that I know that as consultants you're looking to achieve, those are the things we help clients with. But equally, I also know that as an ex-management consultant myself, you're probably skeptical. I would be skeptical if someone like me was saying this. So what I'm going to do now is just show a very short two-minute video just with some of our clients sharing their experience. And then we're going to dive right into the content for today. We needed a marketing agency who really understood our business and one who could launch and deliver a campaign really quickly for us. So we reached out to Create Engage. The podcast series is doing, doing well, but I wanted to improve the preparation, the content and the distribution of it. And I reached out to Create Engage for ideas on how best to do this. We knew that we weren't getting enough ongoing value from our marketing content. We weren't quite sure where to start. We are a search firm that engaged Create Engage to help us launch our very own podcast which was a daunting prospect and one that Create Engage have helped us execute better than I could ever expect. Create Engage started the process for us. They managed it end to end. They came up with some really creative ideas and we were really happy with the work that they did, which meant that we could just focus on running the business. It was a highly successful campaign. Not only did we start conversations with clients that we hadn't spoken to before, but also there was tangible return on investment by some work that we were given and that we delivered. They've helped right from the initial shaping of the idea through to helping us work out what our end goal was. Um, they've supported us with the visual identity and our positioning of the brand. Um, and all in all, uh, I guess the actual execution, which has far exceeded our expectations. Create Engaged helped us to see how we could produce different types of content, particularly video content, 
and testimonials. Their expert recommendations were easy to implement and have helped us to drive better conversations off the back of our more recent events. We left with energy, some insights from elsewhere, and some very practical steps that uh, we can use to improve the engagement and the reach of the podcast. And I'm very grateful to Create Engage. So I would absolutely recommend working with Create Engage to boost marketing ROI. So from our perspective, we couldn't recommend Create Engage um, any more than we would than this. Um, and uh, yeah, very happy to give further recommendations or referrals to other SME businesses like ours. So I wouldn't hesitate to recommend Create Engage. They did a really good job for us. And in fact, we've retained them on a longer term basis now. So as I say, just a little insight into some of the firms we work with uh, and hopefully just to, to show you, these are some of the things we're doing day in, day out. That's about the end of me explaining Create Engage. We're now going to go on to real, tangible, valuable content for you to help you with your marketing. So first and foremost, why are we running this webinar? Why do you need to be focusing on your marketing right now? Well, I don't really need to say it. it's probably obvious for all of you, but given the situation we find ourselves in, given the challenges around coronavirus, you will be seeing business either starting to fall off or you will see a cliff coming. And as we all know, in the consulting space, you don't run on a big runway. You know, three months is the norm. And a lot of the business development conversations you'll be having are going to be starting to fall away. So you need something to really get those going, get some conversations in the hopper so that both you can be taking on potential opportunities now, but also filling the pipeline for when, when the situation turns the corner and when we get back to normality. And I think the first thing to say is a lot of consultants, and this is something you know I've been quite vocal on before, but a lot of consultants still follow a traditional business development approach. Coffee, beer, dinners, going to the rugby. Now, these things have their place, but actually they reach a limit at some point. So a lot of our clients come to us when they've run out of a black book. But ultimately, the biggest challenge right now is, is your partners, your rainmakers, they can't do this. They physically can't go and have coffee. Now, for some of your conversations, particularly where you've got warm clients, that's not a problem. You can pick up the phone. But for those people who you had the speculative call to, said, oh, I'm in the building because we've got a project going on. Can I come and talk to you? Those things, as you know, have been cut off. So that's your first why. The second is your clients need help. Our client, the webinar I was just on, they got 90 people to their webinar because those clients need help. Your clients are struggling. You know this. You know that your clients probably have never had to work from home at this scale. They've never had to deal with these challenges. They need your help. And because of that, they're receptive. Likewise, clients who would have spent days in meetings, your senior executives, your buyers who have spent days and days and days in board meetings and steering groups, those things have been cancelled. And as much as some clients will say they're still busy, there's a high chance that many of them have not got much to do. You only have to look at LinkedIn and the speed of feed and the speed of content to say and to tell you that most people's workday has gone from a day like this to about that much, and they need to fill the top bit now. So that's where not only do they need help, they're looking for ways to get that help. And then lastly, and most importantly, your competition is already doing this. Our clients are doing it. Others in the market are doing it. If you are not actively marketing and doing it vocally, doing it quickly, doing it effectively, and that's what we'll all come on to, you're going to be falling behind your competitors. So that is the key thing. So what is our digital marketing framework and why are we starting there? Because the obvious question you may have is, well, Nick, just tell me some of the tools I can use. Tell me how to use a webinar. Tell me how to use a video. And we'll be coming on to that. 
The first thing though, and this is somewhere we start with every client, it doesn't matter if it's someone who we're working with on a small project or a campaign, or we're working with you know, some of our biggest retained clients, we always start here. And the reason for this is that when it comes to marketing, particularly in times like this, when people are hypersensitive, you need to be really clear on what you're offering, who you're talking to, and what will resonate with them. I just said about LinkedIn has increased in terms of volume of content. There's so much noise out there. One of our clients I was speaking to earlier told me he's had about 30 emails with people trying to sell him stuff. The key thing for you is you need to stand out from that crowd. And the only way you can do it is by really honing in on who you're selling to, what makes you different and why they want to buy from you. This framework, and like I said, we're going to go through it in detail. It works for all professional services businesses. So if you are on this call as a recruiter, as a, a lawyer, this works for you. It also works regardless of the level you apply it to. So it can be used firm-wide, particularly for those of you on the call who, who maybe run smaller firms focused on a vertical or a horizontal. This can work for total firm marketing strategy. If you're working for a bigger firm, as I know some of you are, this can work at a practice level. It can work at a campaign level. And frankly, if it's just yourself as an independent or you're a consultant looking to, to grow your own reach, this framework can work for you as well. So whatever the level is you're working at, whatever it is you're focusing on, you want to start with this. So I'm going to run through this framework in detail. Like I say, throw questions out as you want, hold them till the end. It's, it's entirely up to you. So there's a number of steps and we're going to go through them one by one. So the first thing is you need to know, and it doesn't matter again if this is a campaign or your entire firm, you need to know what it is that you are standing out for. What is it that makes you famous? And we can focus this on Corona. So it could be something that you have a specific offering that is unique around business continuity management, crisis management, something along those lines. But the key thing here is to understand what sets you apart. So many firms in our industry start by just saying, we have great people, we have great projects, we do transformation, you know, we've won loads of awards. None of those are unique. Every one of your competitors has the same. What you want to focus on is what makes you stand out, what makes you different. And now this could be something truly unique. You could have a really different methodology, you could have a really unique approach, or it could be around your branding. So for instance, a really good example of this, and it's a, a firm we've written an ebook on, again, happy to share it off the back of this, is a firm called Elixir. So you may or may not know of them. They build themselves as the challenger consultancy, and, and many in the industry have started copying them. They were the first, and they built a brand entirely around their challenger persona. Now, challenger actually doesn't mean a whole lot, but it invokes the image and the brand that they want and sets them apart. Because at its most fundamental, your clients want to work with the best. And actually, and we, we have proof of this, we have clients that have come to us as a result of this, is they want to work with the best. And actually, that doesn't necessarily mean the best in their industry. If you are the best, if you have a reputation for being the best in your space, people will come to you from other industries, from other spaces. And that's really important. I speak to many consulting firms who get nervous about this. They don't want a niche because they're worried that it'll alienate people. What you want to be thinking about is who your target client is and alienating everyone else. Because if you don't, you end up in that malaise of the middle. You end up with everyone else trying to compete for everything and finding it difficult. And when it comes to marketing, this is really important. So if you're looking to run a campaign right now, focus on what makes you unique. It might be that you are an expert in business continuity for middle office investment banking. That's super niche, but there's a market there. There's people who make a lot of money out of that. That could be your focus. So if you're thinking about a campaign right now or a marketing strategy, get super specific. Once you know what you want to be famous for, the key next step and something that so many people get wrong is actually focusing on who you are trying to target. Who is your target client? 
when I speak to consultants, you know, most people will say, I want to target CEOs. I want to target COOs. But I don't know about you. I've never met two CEOs who are the same. And I've met CEOs who are completely polar opposites. I've met CEOs who are loud, gregarious, outgoing, bold, want to change the world. I've met CEOs who are introverted, considered, risk averse. And this is why we spend so much time focusing on who. And if you were to use this framework and you wanted to spend time on anywhere in it, always focus on this. Spend the most time on who you're targeting. You want to actually get specific and, and the questions in the framework help you with that. We really like to focus specifically on, on psychographics and particularly around their motivation. So who is your client as a person? And sometimes it's easier to actually think about a physical client, a real person here, and build the persona around them. Who is that client? What are they trying to achieve? What are their challenges? What are their pain points? And it's really, really important to go really deep on challenges and pain points. The reason being, people will broadly move mountains to try and solve their pain. It's how all marketing throughout the history of time has been built. If you watch anything, and you can take your lead from B2C marketing here, it's all focused on avoiding pain. That could be you want to lose weight because you want to avoid the pain of people pointing out that you're not in the best shape that you could be or that you want a new car because you don't want to be the one who's got the old car and everyone laughs at you. You know, you go back and look through a whole ton of marketing, you'll see this. Now, obviously, and I'm sure some of you are thinking, well, yeah, you can also frame it in the positive way, you know, lose weight and you'll get that, you know, that dream partner or get that new car and, you know, all your friends will be wowed. There's real positive spins as well, but people are much more likely to react to a, avoid a pain than they are to go towards a pleasure. And in a circumstance like we find ourselves, that is even more true. Your clients are currently worried about whether their businesses will survive, whether their teams can run, whether they can deliver to their own customers. They aren't going to care about implementing a system that's going to lift them up when they're trying to save themselves from falling down. And so that's where you really need to focus on what are those challenges and pain points. And again, this works at all levels. You might be on this call, you might be a coach, you might work one-to-one -one with executives. What is that executive challenge? What's their pain point? Likewise, you might work with large organizations. It's actually the same person. You're focusing on the executive, but you're looking at the challenges they're dealing with at an organizational level. What's their pain points at an organizational level? You really want to go deep into this, and you might end up with three or four target avatars. Now, again, that depends on the scale of the offering or on the campaign. So it might be that one of the things you want to do is run a webinar like this. That webinar might be targeted at one avatar. That's absolutely fine. But it might be that you're building out a firm-wide marketing strategy or a practice-wide marketing strategy. That needs to be focused across a number of avatars because you don't just sell one thing to one person. You want to build these out and get really specific and make sure that you almost, you have that picture in your mind. When you're thinking about the avatar, you can picture what they look like. You know, there's a reason that marketeers use actual pictures of people because it really focuses you when you're coming onto the next stages of the framework. So once we know who our target client is, and genuinely, if you only do one part of this framework, do that. You then can come on to your key messages and key messages are really an amalgamation of your USPs and your target clients and your knowledge of the industry to identify what is it that resonates that you need to repeat time and time again in your marketing. So I'll give you a real example from Create Engage. Having spoken to countless management consulting firms, the one thing that I know every management consultant cares about when it comes to marketing is demonstrating a return on investment. And so because of that, as you heard earlier, we focus on really highlighting the return on investment that we give our clients and the return on investment that marketing can give. If our clients were focused on something else, we would focus on that. 
And it's the same for yourself. So take your USPs, take what you know about your target clients, take what you know about your industry, and that will give you a list of key messages. This just makes your life easy, because if you know there's 10 key things you need to say to clients, you can say them over and over again in your marketing, and you know it will resonate. If you're sort of struggling to get a list, a really easy way to do this is to think about your sales meetings. So for those of you on this call who are actively out doing business development, actively selling, actively putting proposals together, think about the things that your clients you know, light up when you say. There will be those two or three lines that you know you can say to every client in your space, and they'll light up. They'll go, that is a brilliant point. I'd never thought about it like that. Those are your key messages. So moving on then, and this is the next phase. We're going to actually spend some time on this in the next part of the session where I'm going to give you some really tactical, really practical examples. But once you know who, you know what, and you know the messages, you then need to create the content. And this is just a side point to highlight the power of effective content creation when it comes to getting the best return on that investment. So, so often I'll see consulting firms create one-off blogs. They'll just, you know, and, and we all know, and I've done videos on it before, that blogs tend to follow the appraisal cycle. So for those of you at smaller firms, this probably isn't an issue. For those of you at bigger firms, you'll know that you get inundated with blogs around appraisal time because everyone needs to get that internal initiative ticked off the box. It's a really bad way of doing marketing. Yes, you get a lot of blogs, but they're rarely used. They're, they're rarely coherent in terms of your target clients in terms of a series they're very much one-offs and the analogy i like to use because this is again a challenge we get with marketing is it's sort of like going to the gym you know if you went to the gym once and you did a run or you did some bench press or you did a class you did some yoga and then two weeks later you couldn't touch your toes would you blame the yoga or would you blame yourself because you hadn't kept going because you hadn't done something in, in a concerted concentrated way it's the same with marketing. If you do a blog here one week, you do a random video here the next week, you do a different blog the next week, and none of them are connected. There's no thought into how they all link. And this is both individually or cross-firm. You're not going to see any results. So we always recommend taking a step back and considering how your marketing ties together. That's where pillar content comes in. So one of the things you might want to do right now, for those of you who your business is, has fallen off a cliff because there'll be some of you in here who have either been kicked off client site or you're just you're struggling to get the, the conversions you had. I would be spending that time focusing on pillar content. Create something really big, really meaty, really tangible. An example for us is our Elixir ebook, which I'll, I'll share after this and I can show you a bit later. That does two things. One, it, it gives you something really weighty to share with clients. And again, wins you work. We've got proof of that. But it also gives you something that you can chop up into consumable content. So an ebook can become five blogs, it can become 10 videos, it can become a whole podcast series, become a webinar. And then making sure that this content is created in a way that is both evergreen and one-off. And the reason you want the mix is because evergreen content lets you reuse it over and over again. Our digital marketing framework, the one you're looking at here, we've been using for well over a year now, time and time again, it works, it's, it can still be used, we can just change the context. And the one-off piece is what we're doing now, is we're applying it to something that's really specific. You know, touch wood, the coronavirus situation will have, will have died down, will have disappeared within hopefully less than a month. But you know, if you take the current estimates, three to six months. After that, no one's gonna wanna hear about coronavirus. So that's where this one-off webinar, actually we can't necessarily reuse this, but we can reuse the framework. So those are the sort of high level, almost theoretical elements. And I'll come on to some really practical elements around content. The next two pieces, and this is very much for you, and this is what we help clients with, is, is planning content, executing content. And, and we'll come on to that. I don't want to spend too much time on this part of the framework. 
other than to say you you really want to be thinking about structuring it as consultants planning it and then most importantly doing it and we'll come on to that momentarily and then the final part of the framework and something that so many consultancies get wrong and again for those of you who are at big consultancies this is probably the the single largest area i see big consultancies fail in time and time again and that's amplifying your content even if you have a blog that doesn't link to anything you can have some impact if it has reach. And again, we've seen clients who have, have grown revenue significantly by expanding their reach. And if you have a big team, that team should be sharing all of your content because they are in effect sounding boards. They are amplifiers, as I say, they are that network that will reach your buyers. We all know about the five degrees of separation, but rarely do consulting firms use it to their advantage. So you wanna be making sure anything that you create through this framework you're sharing with all of your network. You're asking your colleagues to share, to like it, to engage with. You're using it to spark conversations, just like I'm doing here. And lastly, you're getting involved. You know, right now, there are so many people on social media and so many of your contacts probably on email who want to have conversations. And this is where you can use your content to drive that engagement, to drive that discussion, and ultimately give you the value that you have spent your time and money to achieve. So that is the framework. And like I say, any questions right now, fire away, but we'll go into questions as well slightly further down the line. So if we go back to actually what can you do? So you know, the goal of this webinar is to help you practically and get going quickly because you need to respond to the current situation. So the first thing to say is, is start doing, you know, unless you have to go through, and this is more for those of you in the bigger firms, unless you have to go through a committee, start planning and start executing. As I said, the, the client that we helped launch a webinar or ran a webinar today, we were talking to them about the idea on Monday, as in this Monday, we had all of the webinar set up Tuesday, we had invites out Wednesday, we had 90 people signed up to attend today. That's the speed that you can work at. And for those of you who, particularly if you're, you're concerned about where your business is or you're struggling, that's the speed you should be working at. Likewise, you want to move quickly, you want to test, you want to learn. There's certain things that, yes, do take time. So, for instance, a podcast, if you want to go from start to finish, that's going to be anywhere from eight to ten weeks. But things like webinars, things like videos, you can be doing really quickly, really high quality, and be getting the benefit and the conversations and the engagement with your target clients. We'll go through some of these specifically, but, but that's a really key point is start doing this You'll learn what your target clients want. You'll get better at it. You'll get the data, and data is a really key thing. If you do three videos and you see your clients have loved, have really loved one of them, which is on topic A, they didn't really, they weren't really bothered about topic B and C. You know, you can do a lot more on topic A. So, what should you be doing, and how can you start doing this straight away? So, first and foremost, webinars. Now, in normal circumstances, I'm not a big believer in webinars. I think people are too busy, but we're not in normal circumstances. As I said earlier. People are working from home. A lot of people who are unfamiliar with working from home and a lot of clients who before working from home will have spent even up to 90% of their time in meetings. Suddenly they may only have, I don't know, one or two meetings a day. They've probably freed up half their calendar. They're looking for things to attend, things to do, things to learn. That's where webinars can be so powerful. So first and foremost, I'd be looking at webinars. Again, it's also very easy to create. You take some content that you've already got, for instance, take sales packs, take training material, turn those into webinars and start running them. The other really powerful thing that a webinar gives you is it gives you content. So as you can probably see, we're recording this webinar live. What that means is that we can then turn this into 
micro videos. So we'll be chopping this up into little videos, which you'll shortly see on LinkedIn. We can turn it into a podcast, which I can then release through Climbing Consulting, which is our podcast. That gets, on average, a 1,000 listeners an episode. So what I've turned is a webinar into a series of other pieces of content that dramatically increase the reach of what we're doing here and therefore the effectiveness of the time. I'm spending an hour with you and you're getting this first, but we can then repurpose that and reuse it for others. So webinars is the first one. Videos is the second. Now videos is something that we do a lot of with our clients, but not so many people are actually doing. It's changing, but not as many as, as we would expect. So what do we mean by video? Well, quite simply, if you have an iPhone or a new Samsung or frankly any phone that is, is less than two years old, you've got a 4K camera and that phone is, is better than most film crews. Now, yes, if you're recording a professional video where people are moving around, where you're, you know, you're changing between different backgrounds, different scenes, you might want a professional, professional film crew. But if you're just sharing your expertise, which is what we recommend, just share your guidance on video, an iPhone is perfect. I'm just gonna show you a little example here from one of our clients. I'm not gonna play it long, but this is our, one of our clients once you on his iPhone. What type of customer you have, you need to listen to the voice of the customer. And there are many ways. And as I say, I'm not going to spend long on it. I can show you more. I can send you links. But the key thing there is with your iPhone and with five minutes, you can really share your expertise and your knowledge. You know, when we boil it down, marketing for consulting firms really revolves around two things. Expertise. Do you have the knowledge your clients need and can you prove it? And experience. Can you show your clients you have done this before? If you can prove those two things, your clients will have a conversation with you. That's where webinars, videos are great at showing your expertise. Podcasts. Now, you're probably thinking, Nick, you just said a podcast will take me eight to 10 weeks. How can this be a quick thing? And the key thing to highlight here is I'm not talking about how to launch a podcast in that time. I'm talking about getting started. Your target clients, your prospective podcast guests, as I say, they've probably got now quite empty diaries. So why not start thinking about how to interview them, start to build that content bank so you can launch a podcast? Because in that eight to 12 weeks, the world will have moved on and you could have 10 interviews recorded with CEOs, COOs, CFOs, whoever your target client is, ready to go live. Now, this isn't specifically a podcast webinar, so I'm not gonna delve into it too much. I have done a, an episode for Climate Consulting all about how to launch your own podcast. So again, if you're interested, drop me a message. I'll, I'll send you on the link. But something really key there for you to start thinking about. Practical insights is what, what we all know. Can you be doing blogs? Can you be doing posts? Can you be doing infographics? Again, that are targeted to your clients' needs and solve their pain points. So right now, business continuity, massive topic. Can you do something on it? Can you give that a spin? Can you share some insight? And insight might just be your five top tips, whatever that might be. And lastly, and this is something that, again, we see so few consulting firms do, is testimonials. You know, we all know this traditional case study, challenge approach results. We've all done it. We've all got it on our website. Why not use this time to take it to the next level and get videos? Video testimonials are one of the most powerful tools in your marketing arsenal. Why not use this as a chance to get your clients to give you that testimonial? We find, and this is something even our clients do find a challenge with, they ask their clients to do it and their clients tell them, well, we're too busy. Well, right now is the time when they're not busy. So if there's a client that you've just finished a project for or you've got a good relationship with, now's the time to ask them to record a simple two iPhone testimonial 
that you can then do what we did at the start of this. You can create that montage, you can create that, that portfolio of testimonials, and that helps you stand out. When you're pitching a client, you're instantly going to be above everyone who's got the standard approach, challenge, results, because you've got something different. And then the last thing to say with all of this is reuse, repurpose, and do it all again. So if you're doing a webinar, how can you cut that into smaller pieces of content? How can you reuse it? So for instance, one of the things we actually already have someone who messaged me prior to the webinar said, Nick, I can't come, but I'd love to get the recording. Can you record it for me? So instantly we've reused this session. Likewise, this session will be available after we've recorded so that others can watch it. Instant reuse. We'll be chopping it up so we can repurpose it. We'll be turning it into a webinar, sorry, into a podcast. Likewise, we'll be getting it transcribed so this can become a blog. Repurposing is what lets you take a small amount of time and effort and turn it into a huge amount of marketing. So that is putting it into practice. As I say, some really practical steps. Everything on there you can start doing straight away. Everything on there you can start doing cheaply, cost-effectively. Obviously, we can help with some of that, but my goal here is to share things you can do yourself and everything on there you can do without paying us a penny. Now, the last one, and this is, if I'm honest, what stops people? So what are some of the common challenges? And again, these are a mix because we've got a mix of people on the call. So the first two are more for you if you're head of practice, if you're a marketing director. These are things I've heard people say and just it's good to, it's good to elaborate on. And the last ones are more for you if you're looking to do content yourself. So the first one is, is really just the cynical, this isn't for us, you know, firms like us don't do this. Well, the key thing to say is firms like you do do this. As people who know me will know, I talk a lot about Elixir, 11FS, all of our clients are doing it, even some of the bigger firms. Your clients do want this sort of content and it is now becoming expected of consulting firms. So the age old, we just do three white papers a year and that's our marketing, is no longer cutting it. Also, it's not really the most cost-effective way to do your marketing. So I can elaborate more on that in the questions, but the first thing to say is, well, others do do this, your industry does this, and if you're not, you will be falling behind. The second one, again, is, is less common, but occasional around, well, my industry, I work in industry X, they, they're, they're not really into marketing, they're not, they don't do this. And again, this is much more of a reflection on the, on the individual than the industry, because I don't know an industry out there that doesn't isn't receptive to these tools and doesn't use them. You know, take banking, take insurance, consider some of the, the stuffier in industries. There's podcasts directed specifically at them. Look at 11FS's FinTech Insider. It's one of the top five podcasts in the iTunes business charts. Your industry, if they don't have this right now, is crying out for it. And if you're saying my industry doesn't do this, it gives you a great head start. You can be the one to put yourself in front of your competitors. And, and a really powerful thing here for those of you who are in smaller consultancies or have just started out, you've got limited budgets, a great way to put yourself on par with and even ahead of some of your really, you know, your really big competitors, your major competitors is through content like this. If you're just starting out or you're looking to grow your name, first thing I'd be saying, start a video series, start a podcast, get yourselves known as the brand for that area. And it's worth saying, if you want, I can sort of share some examples of, of different individuals and firms who do this. Next one, so more for you as an individual. So I don't want to give away my IP. It's really common. You know, I don't want to tell people our secrets. Well, again, and, and I'm saying this as an ex-consultant, people don't buy your knowledge. Nobody has unique IP. What you have is a unique ability 
to translate that IP for your clients. That's what your clients value. They value you, they value your team, they value your expertise in doing the thing in their industry. So actually by giving away your IP, you're setting yourselves apart. It's why we're running this webinar. I'm giving away tons of IP here because this isn't what makes us different. What makes us different is how we execute on that. Then the last two and some really practical tips for you. I don't have time. Well, I'd reassess what you're doing right now if that's the case, because everyone has time, particularly if you used to spend two, three, four hours having coffee. You've now got two, three, four hours to do marketing. And the last one, I don't know what to say. I, I get it. It's a real challenge. And this, I'd quite simply say, go through your last project. Go through what you just delivered for a client and take out five pertinent points. Take out five things that you wish you'd known at the start of the project or that your client said, wow, that is amazing. There you go. That is a blog or that is a video. And to my point about repurposing, if you're really stumped, write a blog with five points and then turn it into a video where you just repeat those five points. But because they're in different mediums, they'll attract different audiences. They will work on different platforms. You can use them differently. So that is, as I say, everything that I was going to cover. I appreciate it's been a bit of a whirlwind, but I hope that that has really helped you think about your marketing, think about how you can take it to the next level. As I say, we've got 20 minutes, so more than happy to take any questions. If you have any, drop them in the chat and we'll, we'll start answering them. If not, I'll let you get off and get ready for your weekend. So how often is too often in pushing content through social media? So really good question, Richard. Brilliant. Two of you asking the same. So I think this really depends on what you're saying. So, you know, think of it like being at a party. If there's someone at a party you really get on with, you're going to want to spend all of the night talking to them. We've all had it. You know, you've gone to a dinner party, you've met people for drinks, you have a great time speaking to just one person. But if there's someone who's really annoying or they don't, they're not considerate, they don't care about what you say, they're not, you know, they're not asking you any questions, you could spend five minutes with them and you're, you just want to get away. I really think content's the same. Is You could post every day if it's massively valuable for your target clients. And I know people who do. But likewise, I know people who you know, have annoyed me, have annoyed others because they post every day and it's nonsense or it's purely sales. And that's another thing to be really careful of is we're talking marketing here, not selling. Marketing is value giving content. Selling is asking for business. There's nothing wrong with doing some selling, but you want to make sure that the balance is right. So I know that's probably not the exact answer, Richard or Charlie, you were looking for, but keeping it frequent, keeping it high value and then the rest depends on your target clients. So it might be that you want to do something weekly. It might be you want to do something bi-weekly. Almost look at the data you're getting and test and learn because that will tell you if you're doing something weekly and you start to see people switching off, maybe you need to, to dial it down. Maybe you need to change the tack. Hopefully that helps. Any follow-ups, let me know. Again, someone else was typing, so I'll just hold. Any tips to give clients about how to record a testimonial? It's a really good question, Toby. And Yes. So firstly, the simple technical ones is if possible, get them to record it in landscape, not portrait, because landscape translates better to social platforms. After that, I tend to find actually giving clients bullet points. So we have helped clients where they've said, can you just give me a starter for 10? Give them some bullet points. And really that revolves around focusing on what you did, focusing on the benefits. I think so many people forget about the benefits and obviously get them saying that they would recommend you. You know, the last thing you want is a, a testimonial that says, you know, Toby and his team, yes, they did this work. Thanks a lot. You want to understand the benefit. You want to understand the value you deliver. And you want to make sure that they would say that they would use you again. Does that help? Brilliant. 
Uh, Josh, beyond posts on social, do you have any tips for best sending content directly to clients? So I assume, Josh, you mean sort of what to send to clients. Is that is that about right? What and how without seeming forced? So, Josh, a so really good question. And this fundamentally comes back to the framework and comes back to that party analogy is it only seems forced if it's a sale and it's a it's obvious that there's no benefit for clients. And this is something and genuinely, you know, I've, I've been a consultant, I get we're really bad at consultants as consultants. We think we know everything and we think that clients obviously want our help. You know, take a prime example. We talk about operating models. Clients don't talk about operating models. And so if you email them saying you need to fix your operating model, that's a sale. It's not helping them, however you word it. But if you've got something of value that will help your clients and value, it doesn't have to be sort of hours and hours of content. It doesn't have to be a 500 page book. It just has to give them something they didn't have before. Then it's not going to seem forced. And if you can build on that by actually having a personal connection. So let's say that you are sending something directly to a client that you know. So you've worked with the client or you know them because you've met them. And they made a point about, I don't know, they're a CIO when they're struggling with how to respond to the current challenges because their team aren't VoIP enabled. You might have a thought on that. So you might have recorded a video for them. You might send it to them. You might have found an article that specifically relates to that. Key thing there is about making sure that it's got context. And actually, again, and I should have said this before around creating content, if you're struggling for ideas for content, the easiest way to solve that is ask your client. So to your point, Josh, around what can I do to not make it seem forced? Well, why not ask your client for content ideas? So hi, Jane Doe, John Doe, I know you're struggling at the moment. Is there anything that I can help you with? I want to create something. I want to give you a guide. I want to create a video for you. What is the problem you're struggling with right now? I can do that on. You do that piece of content, you share it. I can guarantee they will be grateful. And the other thing you can then do is share that more widely because if one CIO has a problem, I can bet you more have a problem. Not a problem, Charlie. Hope it helped. So Josh, hopefully that answers your question, but happy to dive into it more if, if you have any more on that. Perfect. Any more for any more? Oh, thank you, Michael. Given the pace of change currently, do you think the use of annual benchmarking industry surveys are becoming less effective and relevant for marketing purposes? So good question. This is obviously being left live, but I, I will be very bold here, Michael. I really don't rate them. I think largely they are a waste of time. Obviously, some clients value them, and so I can understand why you would do them. But ultimately, and particularly right now, your clients need tangible actions and improvements. So I saw one firm released a survey the other day on what is your response to COVID-19. I don't think there's a client out there who cares what everyone else is doing on COVID-19 because they're too worried about their own bottom line, their own team, and delivering for their own customers. And so, as I say, it's, it's bold, but I would definitely focus on value-giving content. And this is where our pragmatic take comes in, is the other challenge with annual benchmarks and industry surveys is they're bloody expensive. You know, you could go and pay Gartner, you know, high five figures to do a survey, or you can create a podcast for about 10 grand. And I know which one is more effective. Does that, I appreciate as probably a, a bit of a bold answer, but gives you something to, to sort of chew on on that. Right. Well, that looks like the end of the questions. So unless, as I say, oh, unless there's any more. Brilliant. Now, glad it helped, Michael. So unless there are any more questions coming, again, we seem to, I'm not sure now I'm getting people drop off. So I'm not sure if it's thank yous. Looks like we're getting more thank yous than we are questions. So I'm going to close us there. If you have any other questions, drop me a message, drop me an email. But if not, thank you so much. I hope this has helped. 
I'll follow up to everyone, as I say, with the slides for today. I'll follow up with our framework. I'll follow up with our client testimonial video. I'll also share the Elixir ebook, just so you've got that as well. And all that's left to say then is thank you very much. All the best for the rest of your week. Hope you, your, your family, your colleagues stay well. And if you need anything, get in touch. Thanks a lot. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Climb In Consulting podcast. If you did, I would be very grateful if you could leave a review on iTunes, Stitcher, or your podcast platform of choice, whichever one you may be using. And please also share this with anyone that you think could benefit from hearing today's interview. If you want to get in touch or give me any feedback about the podcast, please feel free to drop me an email. It's nick at climbinconsulting.com and I look forward to hearing from you.